When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for listening to the Bart and Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. All right, before we get back to the calls at 800-919-3776, and we'll get the conversation rolling here with you, full buffet on a Thursday. I like that, by the way. It's good stuff, Jake. Let's play a game. So, so Jacob and I were talking about things that we could do to have some fun with you today, Bart. And this is one of them because – We've been hearing a lot of Patrick Mahomes lately, of course, won the Super Bowl. And we're hearing a lot of Garrett Cole now because the Yankees and pitchers and catchers have arrived in Tampa. And so, you know, when you hear the cuts, you're not quite sure who's talking. So we want to see how good your ear is. And so we want to just play each one a little something that each of them say. And we try to keep it as generic as possible. And then you've got to tell me who it is. Okay, you ready? Yes. Okay. I thought it was good. Uh... Who's that? That's Garrett Cole. That's Garrett Cole? Yep. Well, that's pretty good. All right, let's see. It's doing good, you know. That's Patrick. So so what's the difference in the voices? Um, well, you can tell. Yeah, I thought it was a big step uh, forward. He's more like uh... Kermit D. Frog here. Me. <laughs> and- <laughs> and then Patrick is more like Kermit me frog here. All right, all right, who's this? Me. Oh, that's um, that's uh, no, do it again. Me. Oh, that's Garrett Cole. That is incorrect. That is Patrick Mahomes. I was gonna go with Patrick, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, I definitely thought there was interest there. Yeah, that's Patrick. Come on. Honestly, I had no clue that's you were Cole. on it tonight. Hmm. Cole. That's just who I am. I'm going to fire it. He's changed his voice. Have you noticed? He's trying to breathe. <laughs> I tell you what, another person you want to put in there that sounds just like them. Who's that? Romeo Cornell. Romeo Cornell? Yeah. Really? Sounds just like them. But these guys are closer in age, so it's it just, you know. I like that, For Pete's sake. So, but that's that's that's, that's Kermit the Frog. Wait, is this Kermit or is that's this Kermit. That was Kermit. For Pete's sake. For Pete's that's Kermit. sake. That's Kermit, man. I'm, I'm telling you, man, find anything in Romeo Cornell. Like he, when I went to like, like he was the head coach of the Cleveland Browns when I when I went in for an interview. He was like, Mark, do you do you think you can play in front of the girl? I'm like, what? Like, in front of the what? <laughs> he old. He big as hell. Like he he like a box. Right. He like five ten. He's like five ten, three ten. I'm like, is that his real voice? Like this big ass dude. He's only five ten. Man, if that. He might be 5'8", 310. 3'10"? And he's older than Bill Belichick. That's mir- I'll tell you what, God bless him. That, that, at 5'10", 310, he's older than Bill Belichick. You know what I'm saying? You know yeah, what I'm I saying know. with that, right? Like I'm, the, I'm not going to say it out loud, but you know what I'm insinuating. And, and he That's, got a mustache. That, you know that, what that I feel about be, men over 40. victory of his life. And I tell you, men over 40, what I feel about men over 40, that, that got only a mustache. That's why I was like, you know what? Nah, I'm going to go back to the Ravens. I can't trust you. <laughs> I don't know if I trust you. Hey Bert. Can, hey Bert, go over the guard. Hey Bert, you think you can play with the guard in your face? Like what? Wait, wait, wait. That bro, sounds I like you I know Bert and Ernie. You remember those characters? Yes. Hey Bert. Yeah. Hey Bert. Hey Bert. Uh, For Pete's sake, that's just nothing better than that. It really is. It's, it's doing good, you know. Me. Yeah. Listen to the difference here. Listen to the difference. This is. Yeah, I mean, I definitely thought there was interest there, Patrick. Right, and then it, and now it says like this. That, that's just who I am. I'm gonna fire it. You notice yeah, how he brought sound, it down? He trying to sound deep. That's just who I am. That's just who I am. <laughs> now I'm grimace. He tried to put a little Louis Armstrong into yeah. it, right? Bad, 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 me dear. The WB. What a wonderful world. The it's WB. That. That's pretty good. Now let's hear some real, real Garrett Cole here now from today, <laughs> having to do with. 
the Yankees and, you know, championship is what everybody talks what about. about and so he's won a Cy Young but hasn't won a championship yet. Well, I don't think it's a hole, but, I mean, oh, I think that uh, it was one of the reasons, in fact, probably the main reason why I'm here is that, you know, the Yankees, the Steinbrenner family and us as an organization, we, we, we set out to do that goal every single year and they provide us with the opportunity to, to certainly accomplish that goal every single time. So, you know, as a player, you don't take that for granted, and it's on the forefront of your mind every time you're preparing. Did they do enough? Great question. To support him. Great And question. what kind of pressure is he under to stay healthy? Strowman? Strowman can be the good mm-hmm. Strowman, or he can be the four ERA Strowman. Right. You got Rodon. You've got uh, Nestor. Nestor Cortez. I mean, this is this is your – this Did is your rotation. Here's here's Garrett Cole about the Yankee rotation. I mean, so right on the surface, the top four guys are former All-Stars. Clark Schmidt having a career year last year, looking to build on a really solid innings buildup and a really solid body of work. The depth guys I'm not quite as familiar with, but obviously are highly regarded and strike throwers, which are always welcome in the major leagues. So certainly excited to see what some of the young guys have to bring you know it's always exciting when organizational guys make the next step and certainly excited to see what the rest of the rotation and, and the top five guys can do how do you feel about that he's trying to explain it away like you can tell he's he's toting that corporate line so you can tell that he's going to be the de facto yeah. uh, you know spokesman for this team he's well he certainly isn't gonna... speaking with the kind of bravado that you would if right. you have like you know if, if he had he just one to Cy Young so he can he can talk that talk oh he can there's no doubt about it he's a highly respected guy in his sport and also in that clubhouse so he could say what he wants but you know but I've always said this you know when you walk into a locker room clubhouse start of the season you look around you see the faces and the names and you go oh yeah we got a squad like you just know right you walk in and you know like yeah yeah we got something special gonna happen here we got some dudes and he talking like a guy that walked in the room going, all right, let's see what this is. They, they, thrive, they strike doors. Yeah. yeah. That's always a good thing. And how about like, the fact that he goes, I don't know the depth guys. Oops. Yeah. And they struck. That, str- that means you don't know who. That means there's no brand names. You don't know and, who these guys right. are. And they struck out. They struck out in the offseason, whatever. They, they, once again, they threw, they threw out that. They cast that, that hook, and they came back empty-handed. You know what so I'm saying? Far. They, they, they watched. They watched. The Dodgers land the big fishes. Well, and it, but it's still weird that Blake Snell's not signed. It's still weird. I mean, you got to ask yourself with Blake Snell, like, what what is it? You know what I mean? You think five innings? Who knows what that is? What does that look like? How do I build around five innings? What are we doing that? So, so Cole gets his damn Cy Young. bullpen day. The elusive Cy Young. He finally gets it. Is uh, is winning another one? Uh, his goal. It's obviously a really special honor, and I'm I'm very thankful to be able to represent the Yankees and, and my teammates this year and, and, and receiving that award. You know, with that said, it, it's not on the goal list. It wasn't on the goal list any year. Um, and so, you know, that list and that process has produced some pretty good results. So I'll probably stick with that. And, 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 and with that said, you know, you know, go out there and prepare to win a world championship. I mean, that's, that's really at the top of the list for sure. So looking forward to having the opportunity to repeat some of that success from last year and build on it. Um, but, you know, with the main focus being bringing a championship back to New York. That has to be, to me, the only goal he talks about. And I think that's – what he said there is the right thing to say. It's the perfect thing to say, actually. I, I really respect Eric Cole when it comes to knowing what to say and having that voice of leadership. I think that's important. And you have that in him, and I think he needs to do it more. And I'm glad that he is talking championship – because you know what I don't like when some organizations, they don't want to say the word, they don't want to talk about it, they don't want to – the Yankees have to talk about it, Bart, don't they? Like Aaron Judge has to talk about it. It's the only thing that matters. It's the only thing we're focused on. It's all we care about, right? Judge has his MVP. He's got his home run record. He's done everything that you need to do individually for it to matter. Garrett Cole, same thing. All the individual stuff, he's done it over He's already taken care of. The only thing that should matter – to the two most important players on this team is making sure that everybody else on that roster and in that clubhouse is playing at a championship level, that a championship standard is all that's acceptable around them. And I don't know how it works in football, Bart, but how do you uphold that kind of standard when there's just so many people in the clubhouse or the locker room? It's not like in basketball. It's 15 dudes. You can, you can see everybody's eye to eye. You see every single player around you. 
But in the NFL and and Major League Baseball, you can't do that. It's a lot harder to have that kind of standard or to hold it and make sure everybody's following it because there's just so many different pockets of the room. There's different cliques within the team and all that stuff. So how do they do it? Because, Bart, it's the only thing this season for the Yankees that they're going to be measured on. Are they playing at a championship level? Are they a team that should get to the World Series? Last year's season left us leaving a lot of, a lot of doubt about what they are, and they returned essentially the same team, essentially the same team. I mean, he's saying the right things, and I would have answered it like, listen, if I went to Cy Young, that means I'm playing well. That means I'm one of the best, and that means we should be having a good season. Yeah, I'm, I'm here to hold up my end of the bargain. But, you know, we that's not the goal. The goal is to win a championship, and that's what I came here for, um, this organization. Hungry for a championship. We need it. And I know he said, you know, similar to that. But he has to set, he has to set the standard. Like, listen, I'm going to be on my game every game, and I need you all to step up and be on y'all game, holding guys accountable. At some point, somebody need to go pull a Gleyber Torres and say, man, you better than that. And I'm not going to allow you. He better show up in elite shape. That, elite shape. See, and, that, and if he doesn't show up in elite shape, then I'm going to ask the Yankees brass, what the hell were they doing? Because they should have had a conversation with him Seriously. before he left Seriously. about what the expectations was. I need and, to be blown away by Garrett. Seriously, there's two players. I already think Stanton's going to surprise a lot of people. I do. But because I think he took his offseason like seriously for personal. the first time. Yeah. It, personal. That's a great way to put it. I think he took it personal. So let's see. But Gleyber Torres, like honestly, I hope he took the offseason personal too. I need to be blown away. I need you. I, I want to see him show up in everybody's skull. Like, yo, do you see him? He looks amazing. Do, do, you, th- do you think people moving would... well, lighter, whatever it is, just show me something. He can't have those defensive gifts that he has, man. Yep. Like, come yeah. on, man. Yeah, he just goes into the he, – he just has those mind farts out on the out on the field sometimes. And sometimes it feels like his he's – everything he does feels like it's just slow. Like, it always just feels like it's slow. Thinking slow, moving slow, all that stuff. Yet at the plate, bat speed isn't slow. Yeah, like, bruh, bruh. But, but this is the thing. Like, does he, does he start to wear out his welcome like Gary Sanchez did? Yeah. Because well, like Gary, 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 Gary show you flashes. Too. He would frustrate you. He would, yeah, he would frustrate you. You know, behind you know catching, you know, but, you know, at catching. Yep. Right. They had a split leg, one leg down, all that type of stuff. And, and then, then finally, they just said, you know what? He ain't it. Nope. That's right. And you just have to give up on a young player at some point. And just realize that he doesn't have it in him. And I'm at that point where, I'm at the point where, Glaber could have the. Everything you need to be great, but he, but the thing that you need the most, and that's the desire and the want to to make the sacrifice to be great. That's what I. That's where I'm at with Glaber, man. Like, I mean, nobody knows where the hell in the world Andujar is, and I felt like you know he was a great. I thought he was a you know he was okay at third base, but he had a lot of promise, and they gave up on up on him quickly. And I I thought that him and Glaber should have been put in the same category, potential. Hey. 800-919-3776 is the number. Uh, we'll hear from Marcus Stroman in audio files, which is coming oh up, of course, I, in the I, bottom I, of the hour. We're going to hear a lot from him because he's going to be a guy that's going to be talking braggadocious. Maybe. Like, is that, that, can, that, that wear, one of those punchable faces? That, that can wear thin. Is that one of those punchable faces? I think so. All right. Well, Bart was asking, punchable faces in sports, who are they? Derek in Harlem. What's up, D? What's up? What's up? So, Alan, when you walked the elevator, you was like Tupac when he saw Omar Epson Juice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not quite. Man. Not, not, right, 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 right. When it was gonna, about to close, right when it was about to close. I'm not, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna try to act like I have that kind of toughness in me. I'm just saying that there are moments when the door opens and you see that who's in the elevator and there ain't nobody around and you're like, oh, okay, all right. Uh-huh. Well, yeah. Now we can. Now we can have a conversation. There's nobody around here to you know to protect you. But like, anyway. what's up now? You talking all that sweet stuff? Yeah, exactly. But not <laughs> Dylan Brooks, Grant Williams. Like I said, the whole Spurs team, when they're not passing the rock, um, Big Big. Who else? Kyle Shanahan. I got a whole bunch of lists. Um, hey, Kyle Shanahan, Kyle man. Shanahan. <laughs> Kyle Shanahan throwing yeah. people under the bus. And by right the way, did Bart, did you notice that Derek has a list? <laughs> like, he's got a list. <laughs> yeah, you ain't got a list? You'll be watching TV like, man, I'm going to punch him in the face. <laughs> <laughs> yo, 
boy, what's up with your man? Um, what's up with your boy Draymond last night? You saw him. He was, he had that exactly that face when he was pitching. He was on the sideline. You see oh, that? Yeah. yeah. No, I missed that. What do you do? I'm gonna punch him. He was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna at you. He was standing on the sideline. He was like twitching, like he wanted to punch somebody. Yeah. He was like a little, you know, little Detroitish. He was, so he, he, he was, he was like, he was like Ben, he was like Ben Reigns. They always want. I told you, young dude, don't f with me. You always want a brother on his second strike exactly. to get his third strike. That's right. Call for your mama. Call for your mama. If we was in prison, I'd make you get on your knees and fix it. Like he was going through withdrawals on the sideline. Like I just gonna punch somebody right now. <laughs> just, just need. He probably to. heard that. Um, he probably heard that. Um, Eubanks got punched, and you know, probably oh. tr- triggered something. He wanted to punch somebody. No, nah, no. Nah. <laughs> he, he heard Eubanks got punched. I was like, I, hey, I, I, hey, I told you, man. Well, that young brother me. shook me like a rag doll. I was, hey, it's <laughs> certain people I don't talk. To. You know, it's like nobody ever picked with Ben Wallace. They were bigger than Ben Wallace. But nobody ever been messed with Ben Wallace. And like he, like yo, Isaiah Stewart is the new him. Ron Artest went straight to that scores table <laughs> and laid his ass pass. down. He laid down like, nope. My therapist told you me. You want some old man? <laughs> nope. Come around here, man. So, you know what's so people. funny too is that you know that that whole thing about Malice in the Palace. They did the they did the uh, documentary, and everybody was saying that the guy that that Meta got like when when he hit when Ron hit him, they're like that was Turtle from Entourage. And Jerry Ferraro <laughs> always has to tell people that wasn't me. Like he's like it wasn't me because it just because of the grainy video. It had a likeness of Jerry Ferraro. It's one of the funniest things. Thank you, Derek. Uh, Jules in Queens. Jules. Guys, What's Travis it? Kelsey by Andy Reid. And let me tell you right now, it can be at any time, anywhere. The most randomest time ever. It could be at this Travis Kelsey Taylor Swift wedding, maybe if it happens. Just clock them out of nowhere. No reason for nothing. Just clock them and just keep it walking. You, you think yeah. he does, like he pop, pops Punch him, holds him up and goes, breathe, dog, breathe. Breathe, dog. Yeah, right? I told you, like, I told you it's gonna get you back. Told you, you knew <laughs> at, I was gonna get you back. At now. the most, it could be anywhere. It could be at the gym. It could be at practice. It could be anywhere, and everybody will know why. <laughs> Nobody will say. He, he don't. He don't got to explain himself. Could you imagine that story? Right. Thank you, Jewel. Bart, imagine that. Like all of a sudden, you just see a headline where it's like Andy Reid assaults Travis Kelsey at a at like a. A, you know, a charity event or something like that. And the whole world's like, yep. Mm, saw that like, coming. Like, not a single person's going, I can't believe he did that. What provoked it? No, we all go, yeah, mm-hmm. That's pretty much right. He waited to the right moment. Joe in Hamden. What's up, Joe? Barn Han, how we doing today? Good. How you doing? I'm doing all right, man. Thank you. Uh, like Isaiah Stewart, I got a two-piece for you guys. Oh, there you go. First, first one. First one, you guys hearing any whispers about the Jets going out and getting Donovan Smith from the yeah, Chiefs? I, I'm not trying to mess yeah, with Bar, him. Bar shot that down when I, I told him about Donovan Smith's interest in playing in New York, where he, you know, he's from here. He grew up a Jets fan. And Bart, Bart, explain again because I don't know if maybe Joe heard it. Tell me what you said about why Donovan Smith was so open about his desire to play for the Jets. Because he know they ain't gonna pay his ass. Because they need to upgrade. Like and they had to they had to keep tight ends and the shift their way out. Yeah. Like, bro, why the hell? If the Chiefs that just won a Super Bowl with you don't want you back, why the hell would I want you back? Because I ain't got I ain't got you know yeah. I, I I don't have like Patrick Mahomes. I got I got I got I got you know that, that bad man, but he ain't he ain't twenty eight years old no more. Yeah, you're right. You know, I I didn't hear that, so thank you for enlightening me on that. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, my mentality was just that thinking, you know, that championship mentality. Right. And, you know, alongside alongside helping Aaron Rodgers with his championship mentality. We like need a better that's player. Having more of the same – exactly. Having more of the same mentality can only benefit the entire group, in my opinion. No, I need a better player um, than that. And then, so give me the better player then, Bart. What's the, yeah. Who's the better offensive lineman who's a veteran that you should go after – that's going to upgrade the line. Give me some. Well, well, they got the, the the Eric Dotson guy. That's a guard, right? That could force Vera Tucker over there. They're going to draft uh, one of the one of the uh, either the right tackle from Oregon State, yeah. or if uh, the, so. the kid from Penn State Penn drops. State. Right. But you know, that's a lot to ask for a rookie. Not since Tristan Wirth have we seen a lineman come in and kind of ball out like that. Okay. But you know, if you got to move him to right, I, you know, you got it's a, it's a player that's available. Um, you need a left tackle. We know this, right? Yeah, yeah. It's a player that's available yeah. from the Raiders too. Uh, Raiders got a good one that's available. That's going to be a free agent this year. Uh, and I mean, I would you know you got. 
Kevin Zeitler from um from Baltimore. Oh, I, yeah, yeah. If you want to move him back, to, I like to, him. To, I like him. That's yeah, a good you, one. you you move him to right guard and put Vera Tucker out there at right tackle, and then you can do some shuffling that way. So, I just much go with a better yeah. player that's played better. Okay. And I don't care to just need help because okay. you know, I'm not bringing Langston Thompson back, not with how he's played. He's proved that only he can play next to a great uh, left tackle like Trent Williams, and maybe we overstated how good he was. Yeah, yeah, there was some issues certainly there with him. Uh, Jarrell in New Jersey. Jarrell. What's going on, Bar? What's going on, Han? Seven. What up? What's going on? Easy, easy one. Nick Sirianni right in the mouth. Yes. No question. Yes, yes. Yeah. No oh. question. Yeah. Such a punchable face. He, he really does. Put, there are definitely vibes there on that one. That, that's a good one, Jarrell. And it's like – His own th- players want to do it. Come on. That's easy. You, now, I was going to ask that, Bart. Like, and I'm glad you brought that up, Jarrell. Like, Bart, do, do you think like, that has worn off even in the locker room? Because a year ago, everybody loved it. What do you think? Yeah, man. Like, listen, that's why he had to go out there and get new people. He damn near about to get fired, huh? Mm-hmm. Man, you had to get new coordinators. Brad Upstate. What's up, Brad? Hey, what's up there, Barton Hahn? Great to talk with you guys. Likewise. I got I got two guys for you, two guys. Sirianni, that other fellow took my thunder. Sirianni, for sure, right in the nose, right in the middle of the face there. <laughs> and the other guy is, <laughs> the other guy is uh, that referee in the Houston Nick game, man. I'd love to get him oh right between the eyes. By the way, he strikes again. He Jason strikes again. Goble, he, did you see last oh, night, Brad? <laughs> Thank you, Brad. Did you, oh, Brad, Brad. Did you see last again. night? Last night? Oh my God! It's the you just you just were under fire in the previous game. Scores tied. There's 40 to go. Bulls and the Cavs, and there's an inbounds, and Goble calls an away from the ball foul, which means shots and the ball. By the way, <laughs> away from the ball foul on Alex Caruso, who, by the way, they both again incidental contact. Caruso flops to fall to try to draw a foul. Donovan um, Donovan Mitchell still gets the ball, and he's wide open. Why would you blow the whistle? Nothing happened. Nothing happened. He caught the ball. Let it go. Why? What? What did? Uh, what did Steve Javi tell us? One time in his career, he had a week twice where he made week. two twice two bad yeah. calls twice in a week. Well, I guess Jason Goble did it. I guess he pulled the Javi. Yeah, he's but like, still, man, if Jabby did it, he he became hell, great. Like, why would you? And it's so amazing too because Josh Tiven was the was the crew chief in this game, and and the minute the whistles called, Tiven goes right over to him and he's conferring with him like, "What happened? Like, what what do you like? You could hey, see it in his face. He's like, like bro, what are you calling this? Damn, forty like you would think you just went through it. You just went through it. You got embarrassed. You got reprimanded. Your own crew chief called you out. Why the hell are you blowing that whistle? Amazing to me. But, yeah. Yeah, that's definitely one. Like, we got to have words. Like, he's that guy now. When, like, you've got him on – when he's in the crew, you're like, well, we better not have a close game. Yeah. Maybe, like, maybe, bro, like hey, before hey, the ball's game. inbounded, you look at you look yeah. at me and go, don't you do it. Don't close you game, do close, it. Close game, you ain't allowed to make no calls. If I'm the crew chief, I'm almost saying, give me your whistle. Last minute of the game, give me your whistle. They give him a whistle, but they got no tweet in it. Like they take the ball out (laughs) so he can't blow through it. (laughs) (laughs) Something, anything. Ira Staten Island, what's up, Ira? Hey, Alan Bart. First of all, thoughts and prayers to the people in KC. Just, uh, I don't know, I'm lost for words. I don't even know how to explain it. But um, just got to pray for these people. Um, uh, Bart, you were mentioning, you know, free agency, Donovan Smith. You know, I, I look at this free agency class and whatever the Jets are going to add to kind of improve this team. I think it's going to be tough, and I think whoever they bring aboard, they're going to have to overpay. I mean, you know, you're not going to get any free agents that are coming here for the future. This is pretty much a one-and-done deal for everybody. So I think anybody that comes here, you know, they're going to just have to overpay, and, you know, they're going to have to deal with it. You know, the sad part is if this thing don't work out, if somebody has to, you know, they're going to make changes Somebody's going to have an awful salary cap to clean up the following year. I can tell you that. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it makes makes sense, right? But I, I think, I think it's tough, right? When you think about the people that's out there, some people are going to want to go play. It's, it's, it's enough guys out there to try and, and do something. Um, I just wonder how creative they get. And we're going to see the true power of Aaron Rodgers and people want to come play with him this year. Magnetism. We couldn't, yeah. we couldn't we couldn't do it last year. Um, 
we couldn't do it last year because they were unsure if the deal was ever going to get done, so people mm-hmm. weren't going to wait around and not get their money. Um, but this yeah, everybody year, remember, free agency was before the draft, so that that, that Rogers thing was right. But remember, salary caps are hitting, so it's going to be a lot of people. I mean, who knows? I, I I'm scared of a guy like Tyron Smith because he's you know even though he's only like 31, he's just he seems like he's the oldest 31 out there. Yeah, he's been through a lot of wars and a lot of miles. And Lael Collins too, right? You want to make sure. Yeah, he's... worried about you know Trent Brown. Like he he can't stay. He you know he's fat. But you know Kevin Dotson is going to get high end money. Let's see, um, you know, the Rams going to be able to pay him or want to pay him. You know, it's it's some guys out there. It's really a, a high in the guard market, right? When you think about guys like Kevin Zeitler and stuff like that, the Baltimore is up against it, especially with um, Baltimore got so many, um, so many um, free agents. Man, it's crazy, especially at the top end. They're going to lose a lot of guys that they're on their team before. Whether it's guys like David Klein that's trying to tap in and get bread. Uh, you think about um, uh, forget the uh, the guy from New England. Um, that had a career year. This guy's gonna gonna cash out, so it's gonna be interesting to see how they decide to do that. But they they're gonna they're gonna have to go big, man. They're gonna have to go big, and, and well, the line is critical. We all know the, the line is absolutely critical. We'll yeah. have certainly months to talk about it. Eight hundred dollars. Like Cushenberry, you know what I mean? You, you just never know, All right? Cushenberry, I love Cushenberry coming out of LSU. Um, with uh, you know, he's in Denver, but he, you know, I knew he was gonna be good, but he's a center, but. Tipman can play guard, so it depends on how how creative they're going to get that way. Because they can make Tipman just a straight up guard, and you know Cushenberry is a high end you know uh, center. So it's going to be interesting, but you know they're going to have to have a long term plan about mm-hmm. guys with, with with scheme flexibility. All right, we got audio files coming up next. Stay with us, Barton Hahn, ninety eight seven ESPN. Gordon Damer at the 98.7 Tullamore Dew Sports Desk. So Aaron Boone says the Yankees are hell-bent on being a champion. Earlier this morning on DPH, Ron Rothenberg, Rick and Dave said that will require the Yankee offense to come through in the clutch. When push comes to shove and you look at this lineup, which has been the problem for this team getting over the hump has been the lineup. Aaron Judge has been great during the regular season, has struggled in the postseason, is they need to be better offensively, depending on which DJ they need to be better offensively. Listen, I understand that, but still, like, I mean, outside of Soto, Judge, but Stan is going to hit for power. Like, if he's if he's healthy, he's going to hit okay, for power. Okay, if. You just keep saying ifs. But you have two guys that are that are, are two top five players in baseball. Of this uh, seven remaining guys in the lineup, three or four should should be at least good. And that is brought to you by Tullamore Dew, because when it's game time, it's Tully time. Tullamore Dew, the original triple distilled, triple blended, and triple cast matured Irish whiskey. Be sure to grab a Tullamore Dew or try the brand new Tullamore Dew honey during tonight's action. Glasses up to enjoying Tullamore Dew response. Coming up at 3 o'clock, it's the Michael K Show, and it's only here on 98.7 FM. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN.
All right, we'll get back to the calls at 800 919 Plenty more to get to, of course, with you. Before we get you to the K-Show, we're halfway there, though, so stay with us, of course. Because right now, Bart Scott, it's time for us to step aside and let the headline makers do the talking in the segment we like to call Audio The Audio Files. Ah, yes, Audio Files, where we begin with, I don't know if this was surprising, this had to be surprising news. After the Niners lose in the Super Bowl, the first move they make is they fired their defensive coordinator, Steve Wilkes, who it felt like was having a pretty damn good game. Adam Schefter on Wilkes being fired. If we go back to the middle of the season, the 49ers took Steve Wilkes from upstairs, put him down on the field, and the level of play improved some, but not enough to where Kyle Shanahan felt comfortable to where he took a few nights, thought about the decision, came in this morning, met with Steve Wilkes, and decided to go in a different direction. Now the 49ers will be going on their fourth different coordinator in four years. Kyle Shanahan said they'll look internally, but he's also interested in looking outside the organization to other ideas and he said today it just never seemed to be exactly the way they wanted it to go he complimented Steve Wilkes as a man which everybody knows as a coach but he felt like it was in the best interest of the 49ers to go a different direction now Bart um, the way Shanahan explained it he said that you know where we're going and where we're at with our team from scheme standpoint things like that looking throughout the year I felt pretty strong this was a decision that was best for the organization now, again, the the fact that they've gone through different coaches is because D'Amico Ryans became a head coach. Robert Sala became a head coach. That does happen. But what do you uh, what do you see in this? Do you think this was the right move? It's a, it's a questionable one, right? And this is one that's made by the head coach. And to me, um, it's hard because when you look at the record and their statistics – under Wilkes, they actually did better than under D'Amico Ryans. And you can't look at the game, the Super Bowl game, and say, hey, I think it was the defense fault that they lost the Super Bowl because they kept them in that game. They turned over Mahomes. They tur- they had two turnovers. You know, it, it wasn't his fault. You know what I mean? That, you know, he didn't lay an egg. It was, if anything, it was the offense that laid the egg, not being able to take advantage of the turnovers and the opportunities that Kansas City gave them. You know, you talk about punting after getting a interception on the 45-yard line. You know, but we know that the head coach isn't going to fire the offense coordinator because they're the same person. So right. he had to blame somebody and find blame as somebody. And he put it on Wilkes because it took a while early on. Like you said, um, you know, Adam said they took him down from upstairs to downstairs. Mm-hmm. And, you know, early on the defense wasn't playing great. But when you looked at statistics and it shook loose, you know, you can say that, you know, the defense wasn't the problem. So, looks like scapegoating. And, you know, at some point, you know, Kyle's going to have to look at himself and say that he's not getting it done in the big moments. But they're having success. I just wonder where they go. Are they talking about trying to do something different? Like, does Rex Ryan name pop up again? You think about, you know, Kyle Shanahan. He's a guy that um, – when you think about it, he's a guy that grew up around his father. So, he has, a, I believe, a affinity for – some of the old school names that's around. So yeah, Zimmer got off. Zimmer got his name off. So was it when Rex didn't get that job? Did he say, "Aha, maybe mm. I can try and you know do something"? You know, we know what the Rex Ryan brand is about. He's been around during those times. He was on those staffs with his dad when mm-hmm. Rex went to Baltimore and got that ass kicked. And if Rex was excited about playing and coaching that group. I mean, I think that the San Francisco personnel offers even more when you think about what they have on that defensive line. Okay. And taking a guy like Chase Young and oh, trying to make pieces. him like Terrell Suggs, right? They have yeah. better pieces when you think about top to bottom across, you know, Hargrave, Armstead, yep. and you think about uh, Bosa and, and Chase. I mean, those are okay. all first-round, you know, all-pro caliber players. You give them Fred Warner, that's right there. That gives him his Ray Lewis. And, you know, Chardarius Ward is a pretty good outside corner. Um, Fonga, Fonga, I believe, was hurt. But he's a guy that's, you know, uh, Troy Palomalu type. You know, okay, that, that can yeah. be something. All right, so let's keep an eye on that. Rex Ryan maybe stays in the cycle and finds his way to San Francisco with that defense. Okay. All right, into the NHL we go as we continue on audio files. A couple of things here, Bart. First and foremost, as I mentioned earlier, uh, you know, this, this, what happened at the end of a game between the, the Maple Leafs and the Senators became a big controversy. So uh, there was a player, Ridley Gregg, who shot 
into an empty net, which was five seconds to go, which pretty much ended the game. Now, he did it, like, right in front of the net. It was emphatic. And after scoring that goal to essentially put the game away for the Senators, Leafs defenseman Morgan Riley cross-checked him in the head and then just started pounding on him. So the NHL suspended uh, Morgan Riley five games as a result of this, and it became a discussion. Like, you shouldn't do that. It's just an unwritten rule. You don't do something like that. You're showing up your opponent. You don't have to do that. Here's Henrik Lundqvist, Hall of Famer, obviously a, a beloved Ranger. He's on TNT. When they were discussing this and whether or not this was the wrong thing and that it was that Greg had as much responsibility for this as Morgan Riley. I'm fine with it. I don't <laughs> okay. care about a slap shot in an empty net. You don't to want me, to pre- that was all frustration from not tying the game. And I know players hate giving up goals in empty nets because it affects <laughs> their plus minus too. So there's some extra frustration there as well. But no, I. Uh, You're not protecting the honor of the empty net? That's You're okay with that? I have yeah. no issue with it. Now, if, if Henrik Lundqvist doesn't care that you're you know, taking a slap shot into an empty net, then should anybody else care? Bart, it, it, like, did they make too much of this? And, and is there anything else akin to this? This is like a player going for a breakaway dunk when the game is pretty much over. And in the or, NBA, or you don't up, do that. Or layup, Lance, Steve. <laughs> well, well, yeah. But, but in the NBA, no, no, that's an unwritten rule in the NBA. I know. Like, you don't even shoot the ball in the final possession if you're just letting the clock run out because there's no way the other team can win. You don't shoot the ball. You take the turnover. You take the shot clock running out. But yet... Imagine if you tried to dunk a basketball in that situation in the NBA. Oh, no, no. They have words. So there are these unwritten rules here. But still, to cross-check a dude in the head for a different story. Have a conversation. But cross-check him in the head? I don't think so. Yo, like, because then, like, if I'm that guy, like, the way you, when it's unwritten rules, the way you check those unwritten rules is when that happened, then one of his teammates go do something to one of their guys that's unnecessary. So, yeah. like, look, bro, like, your consequences got consequences, too. So, and then people well, stop point. that. Like, yeah. all right, you went to cross-check somebody in the face. Now I'm going to go cross-check one of your guys in the face that you really need when there's nothing left to play for and see how you like it. Well, like, speaking of uh, – of- Like, because it, 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 in, it insinuates that he ain't – that his boys ain't got his back. So I'm going to show you that, yo, you do something to him, I don't care what the circumstances is. Let us talk to him. You don't talk to him. I just think in that moment, you can meet him at the, you know, when he's celebrating, you can meet him and let him know, like, that's wrong. But to cross-check a guy in the head when you, this is a league that is filled with head injuries and and concussions, concussions, like, that's the precedent you don't want to set. And that's why the five-game suspension, it's noteworthy but to start arguing well you know he shouldn't do that either no no he shouldn't do it but you don't like it doesn't make an excuse so he deserved to get cross checked in the head don't give me that all right meanwhile speaking of consequences so patrick wah the the talk about legendary goaltenders now the head coach of the new york islanders the islanders have had a couple of bad l's here they're now off they play sunday in the uh, stadium series game against the rangers but they've had a couple of games a couple of days off before that so that the, the it allows you to prepare for this game. And so Patrick Wah had practice yesterday, and he went through, they they call it a bag skate, where he had them doing all kinds of hustle drills and effort drills, and then he had them do the Herb Brooks, they call them the Herbies, where you're at one end of the ice and you're skating 200 feet to the other and back. And then he blows the whistle again, so right? Sad. The famous scene from Miracle. Yeah, it's uh, right, the, the, the down and backs. And so he had a practice like that yesterday. And so it's you don't see that in the NHL during the regular season, especially this late in the regular season. But they've had bad finishes to games. They can't score lately. And he oh, we explained... Oh, shape so you can well, finish. Well, that's exactly it. He explained why they did this. Well, today was about fundamentals. I mean, we've been practicing. I mean, we've been talking a lot about the structure and how we want to play. Um, but there's one part in our game that I think needs to improve is the compete level. And I think I mentioned that before, and today was a good day for that. And 
That's what I mentioned to the guys. I wanted to have a good practice today, working hard. It was the only time really we could do a thing like this. So we took, we took advantage of the schedule to do this today and, and making sure that our compete level get inside of you know the, the, the players and and find ways to, to you know get that inside body position and I feel like it's going to help our game I think it's going to help our turnovers and makes us a better hockey club period compete level Bart I said something about the Islanders right before right when he was hired I went on with Pat O'Keefe on the weekend it was a Saturday when they fired Lane Lambert and they hired Patrick Waugh And I said, there are whispers around the Islanders that under Lane Lambert, after Barry Trotz had been let go, that it became a country club, that they all live in the nice suburbs. They all make, they all got paid. This is a team that was a hardworking team that you never wanted to play in a playoff series. They got to -to back-to-back conference final appearances and they lost to the Stanley Cup champion. And, you know, so you tip your cap, but still, they were a hardworking, high compete team. And then everybody got paid, and the sense was everybody got soft. Lambert really wasn't demanding, and some guys weren't in the best of shape, and it was a country club-type atmosphere. That was the whispers. What Patrick Waugh just said there is that those whispers were accurate, and that he's he's like, no, 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 this has got to change. I mean, can you imagine having to work on compete level this late in the season? Yep. And sometimes people, you know, guys think they're working hard, but it's not working hard. Like, bro, you think you're working hard. That's not that's not championship mm-hmm. compete. All right, so, like, let me show you what it looks like because I because I know because I've been there. I, I've, I've won chips. Well, speaking of – and he has. He's won four Stanley Cups. Speaking of, by the way, uh, compete level, the Nets showed none of it last night. They lost by 50 in Boston. A total no-show in their last game before the All-Star That's break. That's something here's, to get Vaughn fired. That's something. Well, to get and, and here's fired, Jacques Vaughn with no answers. We have some work to do. Uh, we have to be okay doing the work, uh, but I do believe this team uh, can do the work. Uh, so use this as a reminder. Uh, we got our tails kicked tonight, and that uh, after after the break, it won't be any easier. Uh, but we have have to be up for the challenge if he is still and i'm not i'm never one to advocate someone getting fired if he's he is still on, the head he's coach been on thin ice for so long haven't. if he is still the head coach after this break then the nets are not trying to win this season that's it if he's still that you can't possibly do this now let me read you a quote from mikhail bridges after this game and this tells you all you need to know we got beat by 50 it's not just let it go a ton of stuff and he didn't say stuff is not right and you've got to fix it. He said, we've got to know what we're doing. We've got to come as a, come together as a team, as coaches, and figuring a game plan. This can't be the same with everybody. Everybody's different. Like, like, wait a second. When he says we've got to come together as a team, as coaches, and figure out a game plan, who's he talking about? <laughs> like, He's not saying the players have to play harder. He's like, we don't know what we're doing. His, his first line was, we've got to know what we're doing. That screams, coach. So let's see what the Nets do during this break. All right, do we have time for more? One more, and this is, of course, on the baseball side of things. Marcus Stroman is now, as we mentioned Garrett Cole earlier, is now part of the pitching rotation, starting pitching rotation, the All-Star, and he's back at home in New York, he's from Long Island. He did pitch for the Mets, but he admittedly grew up as a Yankees fan, and he said he never believed this would happen. This was a situation I didn't think I'd be in at all, you know what I mean? But it's a situation that has excited me more than anybody knows, you know? When Cashman calls and says he wants you to play for the Yankees, that's like, it gives you chills. When Aaron Judge calls you and tells you he wants you to play for the Yankees, it gives you chills, you know? When everyone reaches out and tells you that they want you to be a part of this organization, you know what I mean? That puts you. That puts me. I'm getting chills right now. Like I can't wait to go out there. Um, it's hard for me to put into words, but it, like I know I'm probably going to be slated third in the rotation, and that would line me up for the home opener against the Toronto Blue Jays. So I, I just love moments like that, and I feel like I'm the one to pick, be in big moments like that, and I can't wait to to feel the energy of the crowd. How about him already looking ahead to know that he'll be starting the home opener? It yeah, kind of tells you he is pretty excited about it. Yeah, Legit excited about it. Yeah. Let's, let's see the other side of that. Just ask John Carlos Stanton when Cashman start calling your ass out and people start booing you. Well, that's always that's always the hard part. But the idea is to play well enough 
but you're not getting booed. So we'll see how all this goes down. All right, that's audio files. 800-919-3776. Want to shout out Jacob Perry. That's a great job today putting all that together for me, my man. Uh, we'll get to your calls. Uh, back into the Knicks conversation, top of the hour, 2 o'clock. Also, well, Michael K said something about Pete Alonzo that I need Bart to hear and react to because it is definitely – I, I get the exact same sense. So more to get to. Stay with us. Bart Hahn, 98.7 ESPN. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. All right, Barton Han, Alan Han, Bart Scott, 98.7 ESPN. It's pond hockey season on Long Island, and ESPN New York wants you to be part of the action. Head to ESPNNewYork.com or the ESPN New York app for your chance to win a 60-minute time slot at the outdoor synthetic rink at the park at UBS Arena. Just scroll down to contest and submit your entry Join the New York Islanders for some fun in February. Take advantage of special ticket pricing for upcoming home games at UBS Arena and be there for every thrilling matchup. Get your tickets today at newyorkislanders.com slash Feb. Uh, let's take Sharky from Suffering. What's up, Sharky? Hey, what's happening, guys? What's happening? Uh, Alan, first for you, congratulations on a bean pot uh, championship up there in Boston. My son doesn't play at. He, he doesn't play. He plays at UNH. So we're not. We're not thrilled about. Oh, anything. UNH. Oh, I thought he was yeah. in Northeastern. No, not oh, in Northeastern. Okay. No, UNH. So, so we could. We could care less about the bean pot. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> we're I just trying you. to beat Maine. <laughs> we're just trying to beat Maine this weekend. Whiten out the wit, baby. That's that's all we care about. Okay. That's the border battle that we care about. Yeah, that's a tall task. That's yeah. two good teams going at uh, it right very there. Very good. Maine's um, very good. I just wanted to go over with the audio files with the, what Riley did to the other guy that took the slap shot into the empty net. Yep. Um, that's out of line, but you cross the line anytime you use your stick. You want to drop your gloves, go over there, drop the guy to the See, ice, maybe get a one-game suspension. Mm-hmm. Once you go with the stick, you're out of line. That's totally uh, out of line. I think you're right. I think, I think, and I, and one totally more right. thing for Bart. I, I called Bart a couple of weeks ago. You were on vacation, Alan. And I called Bart and we were Man, talking about a little cleaning. hockey. Alan's <laughs> always on vacation. Yeah, that, was a, that was a while. It probably ended uh, Christmas week. <laughs> it was definitely Christmas week. Yeah, right. yeah, 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 maybe. And Bart. I, I, and I, I was talking about, you know, being a tough guy in football and tough guy in hockey. And I said, the tough guys in hockey are tougher, blah, blah, blah. And Bart said, and he rolled out of nowhere, Bob Probert. He said, Sharky, I'll pull a Bob Probert on you. And I'm like, how the hell does this big black tough guy know about Bob Probert? I'm from <laughs> hockey realize. town, man. Rather he's, he's from Detroit. I'm from I didn't the realize hockey. You were from, yeah. I know I didn't realize you were from Detroit. Come on, man. Stevie, Steve Eisenman, the youngest captain in the history of hockey, baby. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I love it. I love it, Bart. I love it. Sergey. Who the fuck? Fedorov. <laughs> listen, yeah, Alan, when, when, when you know his lads, man, when you, you just say oh, oh, Sergey. You, you ain't even got to say Ser- nothing else. You just call him Sergey because that's his Sergei, nickname? Yeah, Fedorov. Yes. <laughs> Sergey. You know, Who's right, the goalie? Right, Tell right, me thanks, your favorite guys. goalie. Thank you. Thank you, right. Sharky. Who's your favorite goalie? Well, we rock with Osgood. Yeah, Ozzy. Ozzy was good, but I think you also like Dominic Hasek. Did you? Know? Yeah, but yeah, yeah, but we, but like, yo, know, we like Ozzy because he was that came from out of nowhere. He was the backup, and then he became the starter for a couple. Remember years, when Mike you know Vernon fight? Uh, remember when Mike Vernon fought Patrick Waugh? Yeah. Oh yeah, those were the days. I love the hockey when he told him when 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 like like Rick Rick took an L in his only fight, right? Uh I mean, no, he's been a, he had a couple of scraps that he was like it was the. The one that everybody talks about, obviously, he got he got clocked pretty good. The guy was huge, though. But yeah, I so wouldn't Rick, say he Rick, lost Rick the only hurt, fight. Rick, Rick was trying to hurt 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 his fist with his head. I think he was just trying to grab him and didn't realize that he, he got his hand free. <laughs> that's what that was about. See, that, that's it what I love about that's why that's why I love about hockey fights. It's a it's a coordinated dance because you need each other. Good point. You need it for leverage. You got to hold yes. on. Right. Yeah, it's not boxing. Like you starts out with a, you know, you're split and you've got you're in the boxing stance, but in a second you got to grab a piece of the shoulder pad. Right. You got to you got to get you got to get a piece so you don't, you of don't the jersey have two and shoulder hands. pads. So you, you can don't hold have two free hands. Not usually, no. So you need no. to know some jujitsu escape moves, like go with the right hand, then oh, and take tumble. the right hand off and split to the left hand, then hit him with the right. You know what I'm saying? 
I also think the importance of, the, and you said jujitsu, learning how to tumble to a point where you end up on top is critical. Yeah. And that's not easy on skates, obviously. Yeah. But that's a big part of it, too, is just knowing that if you're going down, figure out the way of using momentum to your advantage. Because all that matters, you end up on top. You could take five punches to the face, mm-hmm. but if you end up on top, you won. But it's a fight, though, right? So that's what I don't understand why nobody ever, you know, all these people take jujitsu and some forms of martial arts. Mm-hmm. Hit them with the elbow. You see, you want to see something split? Hit, hit him with the elbow. Again, I mean, he, he'll let on, your ass go so fast. Try, put on skates and try it. It is not. It's I get, very I get difficult. it. But if you can throw a punch, you can throw because you you actually takes less energy to throw an elbow. But the elbow is so sharp that it does maximum damage. Especially when you have an elbow pad on and it's made of very hard plastic. I'm pulling that off. Yeah, I'm pulling that off. I want the sharp bone elbow. <laughs> Sometimes that. Oh, happens. I'm hitting with that. Hitting with that bone Jones. You know what I'm saying. Bone Jones put the hand out like that. Bam! We, ah! need to, we need to get to UBS to an Islanders game, and I need to sit you down with Patrick Waugh. The stories he could tell and you could tell him about your Detroit, it'd be a lot of fun. Patrick Roy? Patrick Waugh. Hey, what's up, Coach Roy? Boy, oh boy, that'd be something. He's hey, a call me Roy man. one more time. Right. What do you mean? Roy. <laughs> 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 right, exactly. That's... The Jim Everett moment that Jim Rome will never forget. <laughs> All right, 800-919-3776. We'll get back into the Knicks conversation. Where are you right now as a fan base as they go into the All-Star break? We are in crisis of confidence. Are you feeling some angst right now? Or are you good? We just got to get healthy and everything will be fine. I want to hear from you in the Power Hour next. Stay with us. Barton Hahn, 98.7 ESPN. Gordon Damer at the 98.7 Tullamore Dew Sports Desk. So the Knicks with their first four-game losing skid of the season. But when you consider who's being forced to play because of all the injuries, are these really the Knicks? So how would Jalen Brunson wrap up the first half of the season? I think we've had a great you know, two-thirds of the season. We put ourselves in the position where we've done well, but we have a lot of room for improvement. So um, I think this break is obviously good for us with you know with a walking wounded right now. But um, I mean, I'm, I'm more than happy with what we've been able to do. So um, quick reset and uh, just get ready to go next week. And that is brought to you by Tullamore Dew, because when it's game time, it's Tully time. Tullamore Dew, the original triple distilled, triple blended, and triple cast matured Irish whiskey. Be sure to grab a Tullamore Dew or try the brand new Tullamore Dew honey during tonight's action. Glasses up to enjoying Tullamore Dew responsibly. Coming up at 3 o'clock, it's the choice in New York sports talk. It is the Michael K Show, and it's only here on 98.7 FM, the all-new ESPN New York app. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN.